Uh, if you would, please go ahead and turn your Bibles to Psalm 3. It's a nice little short psalm, eight verses. So, I'm going to give you the background of this psalm. It is from 2 Samuel chapter 15. Um, during this time, King David is still king. Absalom has just kicked him out of the kingdom. Or this is where Absalom gains his following and kicks David out of the kingdom. Absalom stood at the city gates of Jerusalem and basically stood as a representative for David. And he slowly but surely won the heart of the people. And so after he amassed a gathering, he took the city and forced David to leave and go to the wilderness and get excommunicated from everything he had built. David was hurt. So this is the story. That was the story behind Absalom and David. In Psalm 3, we see a song from David. That even as he's leaving Jerusalem and even as he's in all this pain from his own son betraying him, the person he raised, the person he gave everything to, he had so much greed that he wanted more. So he threatened to kill his father and chased him out of the kingdom. This is what Psalm 3 says. Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. But you, Lord, are a shield around me. My glory, the one who lifts my head high. I call out to the Lord and he answers me from his holy mountain. I will lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear though tens of thousands assail me on every side. Arise, Lord, deliver me, my God. Strike all my enemies on the jaw. Break the teeth of the wicked. From the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessing be on your people. That's Psalm 3. So even in the midst of all this chaos, getting kicked out of his home by his own son and all this pain and anger and frustration that David's built up, he's still turning to God and saying, God, shield me, deliver me from this evil. As I said, David's feeling three emotions, fear, pain, and frustration. The three big emotions that all of us feel in life from tragedies to even stubbing your toe or falling and scraping your knee. Now, me as a team, I go through these emotions and I kind of go through in a cycle. I'll do something stupid. Every teenager does. And I'll run away from that situation in fear of what I just did. I'll run and try and get as far away as I can. But eventually, I'll have to turn around and face it. And there's the pain of confrontation, that you know, late night, sit at the dinner table with mom and dad and talk it out. And then there's the frustration of me doing that act. The, you know, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. Just that kind of fighting that goes on in your head. And my responses aren't even always the best during these times. You shouldn't, you shouldn't run and you shouldn't be afraid to confront it. You should think, these are the consequences. That's the decision I made. This is what I have to deal with now. So my responses are not always the best, especially as a teenager. My dad can vouch for that. But David, I feel like David responded correctly. Because David's three responses, he turned to prayer, he turned to God's people, and he turned to God himself. An example of this is when David turns around and he sees the Ark of the Covenant being pulled out of Jerusalem by the priests. They're carrying it. And he looks at them and says... Take that back. 
if God wants me to see the ark again, I'll see it where it belongs in its holy city. And, you know, he gets frustrated whenever he hears that his most trusted and most wise advisor is now on Absalom's side. And instead of, you know, lashing out at those around him, he turns and he prays to God. And guaranteed, you know, it wasn't a prayer like, oh, Lord, you know, forgive me for getting frustrated. It was a prayer. Hey, God, take this guy's advice and turn it to foolishness. So then he turns to God himself. He turns, he writes that psalm and he says, I'm giving it all to you, God. It's all up to you. Shield me. Deliver me from this time. Another example of this was Psalm 91. Now, writers don't know who wrote this psalm, but many scholars lean towards Moses. So I went ahead and wrote down Moses. So this is another great example of the shield, and I'll read it for you. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. This is another example that if we give it all to God, he will be there for us. Even if we can't recognize that he's there. We might be in a tough situation and we might not get the outcome we expected or, you know, the outcome that we wanted, but we made it through. First, we have to trust God and we have to give everything to him. We have to let him shield us. And then when we're faithful to him, his faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. So I have a final story um, for us all. It's called Footprints in the Sand. I actually found this story at uh, men's breakfast. Tuesday morning, 8 o'clock, a bunch of a group of men go down to Roxanne's Cafe and they all eat breakfast together and have fellowship. And I, you know, 8 o'clock in the morning, I'm a teenager, it's summer. Luckily, my dad drags me out of bed and this morning I actually learned something that has left an imprint. So, I'm going to read you this story. One night, I dreamed I was walking along the beach with the Lord. Many scenes from my life flashed across the sky. In each scene, I noticed footprints in the sand. Sometimes there were two sets. Other times there were only one. This bothered me because I noticed that during the low periods of my life, when I was suffering from anguish, sorrow, or defeat, I could only see one set of footprints. So I turned to the Lord and said, You promised me, Lord, that if I followed you, you would walk with me always. But I have noticed that during the most trying periods of my life, there have only been one set of footprints in the sand. Why, when I needed you most, have you not been there for me? The Lord turned to me and said, Those were the times when you couldn't walk any longer, so I carried you. I love that story. It's such a powerful story. I Just the things you can pick up from an 8 a.m. breakfast. It really is the most important meal of the day. (laughs) I couldn't. The joke was there. (laughs) All right. So we just need to let God carry us and shield us. And I hope that we can do that. We need to 
just give it all to God. Let our situations go to God and let him deliver us through these times that we're having. So I invite any in need to come forward and pray with the minister or elder. They'll also be at the back. Come now as we stand and sing.